tell us a little bit about you and how awesome you are, man. I oh, appreciate it, man. I, I, I feel awesome for being here and I appreciate the invite, man. Um, likewise, uh, as soon as we had that conversation, it was like, dude, man, we, we have like the same soul to, <laughs> to really serve, uh, really love on people and, um, you know, just be really badass in the, in the way that we could be. And, um, you know, just, a, just the journey of it. Um, you know, I grew up in a family business. Um, you know, the, my, my parents, they immigrated from South Korea. And the first place that they landed was actually in Houston, Texas. And I was born there and then they made a decision, should we go west or should we go east? Uh, you know, to start, start, our, um, start our family and start our um, destiny, American dream, right? For my brother and I. And they decided on New York. So uh, when I was one day moved up to New York and we lived in Jersey ever since, I'm still in New Jersey. Uh, but you know, my parents, uh, just like a, like a lot of immigrants, you know, they worked hard. Um, you know, they were selling, uh, there were street vendors on the corners of New York City. You know, selling batteries, selling whatever it is, just to make a living, right? And uh, at one point, uh, they collected a critical mass to actually buy a souvenir shop in New York City. Uh, so that souvenir shop, um, I remember going there, uh, kind of like Gary V of uh, every. Uh, day off from school every weekend and every summer vacation i'll be there uh just helping them out uh in, in whatever which way shape or form that i could possibly can and you know at, at some point it turned from souvenir to t-shirt store to women's fashion jewelry i don't know how the, how the sequence went but some way shape or form we got into the fashion industry and it, it was doing well um, you know, and that's where I, I kind of saw my parents starting to thrive, uh, which was, which was great. But, um, I went to college and then I came back and I saw how my parents, uh, how they worked, right. It was always, um, work, 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 sleep, work, 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 work. And it was, it was just that sequence over and over. And for me as, as, um, doing it on my weekends and my summer vacations and any days off from school. I did not want that lifestyle, right? It was seven days a week, 100 hour weeks, and I just saw them, you know, here and there. Uh, but after college, I actually, I was like, I want to go into finance, right? I just want money, right? <laughs> I want the money, but I want, I want, I want like a, a lifestyle as well. And I, I worked for a private commercial lender and I freaking hated it. I hated corporate and I was just like, this is not for me. And at that time, my parents were like, um, you know, business is getting really busy. Um, you know, this was right before uh, 2005 to 2000, you know, right before the, uh, the financial crash. And so they're like, um, we need you, we need you, uh, we need you um, within the family business. And I jumped in and uh, it was great. You know, I was getting the finances. I was get. I had all the toys, um, everything that I wanted. But then I was working 100 hour weeks and seven days a week. I adopted their uh, their work lifestyle and their workload. And a couple of years, I was completely miserable. Right. I had all, I had everything. I just didn't have time to enjoy anything. Um, and I was like, forget it. I'm going to leave the family business. So I left it, and uh, burnt out, frustrated. I'm just like, okay. I need to start another business. <laughs> it was just like, I, I wanted to just maintain keeping busy. And what happened was in about 18 months, uh, I went completely broke, right? Um, I didn't 
what, what I learned was I didn't know how to lead. I didn't know how to manage correctly. And uh, I, I thought my best friends were my best employees, right? which is like the worst business decision to make, especially <laughs> at that point of view, because I, you know, I didn't know any better. Um, but luckily I was dating my wife at the time and she, uh, she, I, I was basically homeless in terms of she, I was, I moved in with her cause she was paying all the bills and she had a place to stay. Uh, so she was the one that was supporting us during that time. And I jumped back into the family business because I labeled myself a loser and a failure. And I jumped back into my comfort zone. Right. Um, and a couple of years later, I found myself working seven days a week, hundred hour weeks and completely miserable. And it wasn't until like, um, you know, I, I started going on my personal development journey, which completely shifted everything um, and just made me grow um, within the past four years more than anything else in, in my life's history. So um, just the past four years, I've just seen tremendous growth. And now I'm helping real estate agents and real estate professionals with branding, marketing, sales and fulfillment. So um, living my passion, living my, uh, my purpose and my mission. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's such a great story. And it, uh, you know, it, it moves me because I, I saw how hard my parents worked too, you know, just to just to make a penny. So, man, there's there's so much to dig into there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I want to let's go ahead and jump into the the point of the conversation or the value that, uh, you know, I know that we both wanted you to bring in, which was how to find more joy in your work. And clearly from your story, it makes sense why that's so important to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Like working a hundred hour a week, seven days a week, uh, making the money, but not having any of the time, completely unhappy. And just, I'm kind of curious, just what made the difference for you, man? What, um, cause you're saying that your business was like, you had a failed business at first and then you got into personal development, but what was it in, in the personal development area that like, built you to where you are now i would say it's a ton of awareness right you kind of get to see what you've experienced in life and a lot of the times we're always um you know trashing ourselves in terms of uh well i messed up or i i failed at this right but we don't really give that recognition of like because of that I am who I am today, right? And mm. like where that failed business turned into was actually, it was a website for the family business. And when I came back with that, we saw that the foot traffic within the storefronts that we had actually diminished. And for the past four years, the, the thing that's kept it alive was the website, right? So it's like, that was the blessing. That was the... Uh, thing that I had to go through for this to be what it is today. And, you know, just seeing where all the uh, dots connect along the way. And even though it was painful and really just, it, it was like the worst period of my life. I was like, you know, the dark night of the soul. It's like, holy crap. Like, um, do I go on or not? Right. You, you, you just ask that question and it's just, it's a fleeting moment, but you know, it's, if you stay there, it's, it's a terrible place to stay, but, um, you know, you have to just, uh, see, get the tools actually that, that I learned through the personal development. Right. And how does that apply and simplify this complicated life that we have? Right. Mm -hmm. And that was, I, I guess the nuggets that I pulled out from the, pers the personal development that really helped me and now helps other people.
Mm, I see. Yeah, and I imagine you're able to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine you're able to use that and help a lot of people in 2020 when a lot of businesses are being, were uh, being shut down, especially small businesses that, you know, like restaurants and whatnot. What, you know, and of course we're in 2021 now, but the, I mean, it's, it's not like it's gotten much better yet. <laughs> so for the people who are having businesses that are suffering, you know, people who are currently dealing with like the big loss that you had had experienced or something similar like that, what would you say to them? based off of your now, you know, based off of what you now know? Like a lot of people, uh, especially with business owners and um, even employees, um, they identify with themselves of their work, right? So if they see that business is failing, they're seeing themselves as a failure. Or if they're seeing that, um, you know, it's like I am an accountant. Right? And because I'm an accountant, I am this way, this way, and this way, and this way. Or I am an artist, right? So I am creative. I am, you know, you, you start giving yourself those affirmations uh, based on what you think that career or that identity should uh, bring into you. And where for a lot of business owners that are, um, you know, it's shaky for them especially if they haven't had any of the personal development to, to really clarify, okay, how is this working for me? And how is this uh, training me towards the next season? Right? A lot of them are just like uh, stuck in, okay, like business is failing and now I'm reacting instead of responding. Right? Cause they're just trying to get back to that same level that they were at previously, just to make them feel, um, you know, uh, certain, and consistent to what that identity looked like. Mm. I see, reacting and responding, just for the listeners who may not uh, know the distinction between the two, could you break that down a little? With reaction, it was funny. I, I heard a quote and it was like, boom, that was like, that was it, right? It's <laughs> when you react to something, it's not really you. What it is, is it's a perception of your identity of what you think you should be. And that is what the reaction connects to, right? So it's trying to stay consistent to that identity that you built up, mm. regardless if you built, if you believe it or not, right? And a response is like, okay, this is happening. How am I able to respond to this, right? How, what actions can I do? Um, what decisions can I make instead of just uh, not thinking about it and just taking the time to assess what's going on here and make a decision that will take you to a place where um, it'll lead you to a better place. Mm, I see. I love that. That's actually, uh, I, I haven't heard reaction being worded that way. So I'm learning something new here too. So if you're listening in, uh, definitely take that in because I'm going to be sitting with it for a while. <laughs> um, cool. And uh, with the being able to respond rather than react, I imagine that plays a big part into the fulfillment that you now get to experience every day in your work. And I see your posts on Facebook and whatnot. And it's like, you know, you're spending your weekends with your daughter and your wife and you're having your time. Like uh, I, I remember seeing one with the yes, just went apple picking. <laughs> it's just like a good time away from business and whatnot, you know? Um, how did we like being, 
uh, responsible, I guess you could say, or res like responding to life, or I guess, uh, rather than reacting to just kind of the circumstances and whatnot. How did that directly play into kind of uh, where you took your life today? Can you kind of walk us through that? So, like when I, this, like, it's kind of like when I decided to join the family business, right? It's, it comes down to the why, right? And, you know, Simon Sinek says, you know, start with why. And the reason why I got into the family business was let me show them my respect for my parents. Let me show that um, I want to honor them in terms of, dude, you've worked way too hard uh, to provide a life that my brother and I could um, get to enjoy, actually. You know, this is not something that you got to enjoy uh, growing up. And now you've given us an, um, an experience to do that and the privilege to do that. Uh, let me pay you back, right? So that was my why initially. And then, um, you know, the why starts shifting as you grow, right? There's other things that come into play, that come into life that, that shifted. And it was the why change when I first left was I didn't want this anymore, right? I wanted more fulfillment. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought fulfillment would be a better life balance, a uh, work-life balance, right? But essentially, there's like there's that discussion that there's no work-life balance. It's all life, right? It's how you put it. It's how you put it together, and how you prioritize it to really make life work-life balance, right? It's life balance, and you know the the. So I, I left it to try to gain more fulfillment, try to enjoy more. Um, so I actually went traveling for like a uh, for a couple months um, just to. That's what I wanted to do is I just wanted to experience different things. And uh, coming back into the family business, like at that point I, I got married, right? And then like a year later, I had, I had my daughter and like, I was like, I don't want to work like, like this, you know? I don't want to work seven days a week, 100 hour weeks while I'm missing how my daughter is growing up, you know? Like this is not, this is not my why. My why is my family now, right? So how do I incorporate that into um, into the business that I'm in, that I was in at that point, and it was uh, taking time away from it, right? Trusting, uh, becoming instead of an operator, coming more of an owner, and delegating, right? Will they do it as well as uh, you can do it, or you think you could do it, or you know you have to trust, you have to delegate, you have to train uh, to the best of their abilities, and that's it. You know, uh, if they're better than you at certain points, you know they they will be. Um, it just, you have to kind of release it so that, um, you know, they'll step up and you could get some of your time back. Mm. Yeah. So it's deciding almost to do what you can to get your time back. It sounds right. like, uh, and that's a really simplified bottom line of everything amazing you just said, but essentially that's what I picked up from that. Uh, you know, talk to me about just fulfillment in general, because Man, that's something that uh, <laughs> I feel like we live in a world that's still chasing success. And, you know, again, and I mentioned this earlier already, but I love seeing your post because it keeps reminding me, you know, there can be this amazing person out there who's doing the amazing work you're doing and you can still be fulfilled at the same time. You know, um, first of all, just what the hell is fulfillment? Well, what's your definition of that? 
Definition of fulfillment for me is just happiness, being centered, um, really basking and enjoying um, what you have, what you're working towards, and who's in your life. Mm. Right? Like, I was blessed to be in the position where I had all the stuff that I thought would make me happy, and I had it all taken away. And then I realized, okay, what is really purposeful in life? Right? And, you know, fulfillment and purpose, they mesh together so that um, you live out a mission. Mm. Love that. Yeah. So pur purpose and fulfillment, you're saying live together so that you can, or mesh together so you can live out a purpose. What would you say that purpose is for yourself? For myself, um, you know, it's always been, for, for some odd reason, I, I always love like an underdog story. <laughs> and, um, to help the underprivileged, um, especially in like third world countries in the Philippines, it's uh, providing meals, healthcare, um, and education, like real life education, not like institutional. Um, so they get to have fulfillment, mm. right? We get we give them the tools where it's more personal development, mindset, stuff like that that that'll really change the next generation. Right. So it's um, I, I help that with uh, the clients that I have currently here, uh, but trying to implement that also in other countries so that, you know, the generations beyond us um, have a better opportunity to live a fulfilled life. Mm, I see. That's yeah. And that's great because it's like, sorry, are you hearing an echo on my end by any chance? No. Okay, I'm hearing an echo on my own end. So if you're hearing it on Facebook, please drop a comment, let us know. And I would greatly appreciate that. But um, yeah, and, and uh, it's amazing that you're out there trying to support these people to live fulfilled lives, not to become more successful, right? Because I think that success there is a trap. Um, and not to say that success is a bad thing, but I think we kind of naturally fall into this this idea that thinking success will save us, that success alone is what we need. Um, and personally, I don't believe that. And I, I know that from your, or from your experience, it sounds like you don't believe that either. Mm. So for all the people right now who are in the pursuit of success, you know, they're still trying to make the seven figures or maybe even still try to break the six figures and whatnot. What would you say to them um, to hopefully support them to reroute rather than get there and then find that out <laughs> we see it all the time it's like um i always call it the land of more right and the thing is it's like success once you reach a certain level it's like okay what's the next step right and you were constantly striving for that next thing we just never get the opportunity to congratulate ourselves during that milestone and like the biggest thing that shifted my life was actually a simple formula um you know I, I learned this uh from tony robbins right and it's a formula for happiness or a formula for fulfillment and it the equation goes lc is equal or greater than bp mm -hmm. or lc is less than bp so what LC stands for is your life conditions, mm -hmm. right? And your life conditions is um, the current 
uh, standard or the current situation you're in in your life. And what BP stands for is blueprint, right? So if you're happy or if you're content, your current life conditions equal or exceed your blueprint, mm. right? And the blueprint is something that we should have, that we should be. Right. So it's like if you're in a certain place in your career and you're doing extremely well and you're getting, uh, you know, the recognition, you're getting the uh, the salary, you're getting the title. You know, your, your life, your life conditions match that, that blueprint that you've, that you've uh, uh, learned. Right. Essentially, it's through the experiences or it's through uh, just social uh, conditioning. Right. But then a lot of us, we're in a place where it's like, I'm not making the money that I want. You know, at this age, I should, I should be at a certain level. I should have accomplished more. And look at that 23 year old, right? So you started, you started starting to compare yourself, your life to a 23 year old where they might be super <laughs> successful. Right. And it just drives you nuts because you think that blueprint uh, should be, that 23 year old blueprint should be the same blueprint that, that you're carrying as a level of success. And, you know, there's certain ways where, so that's with life. You could, you could put that towards business. You could put that towards your relationship. You could put that towards all areas of your life to kind of just see where you are. If you're healthy, if you're fit. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty content with the way that my body is right now because, you know, I am stronger. I am more vital. Uh, I have more energy than uh, than I thought I would at this age, right? But a lot of the times, uh, some other people are just like, um, you know, I should be healthy, but, you know, I just don't have the motivation to do it, right? So, like, it's either you're changing out. In order to have your LC match your BP, it's either you have to shift what you're doing in your current life conditions or you shift the blueprint. Right. So like the life conditions is like no more. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tolerate this crap anymore, right? So then you, you start making radical shifts, you start changing your habits, you start changing uh, your mindset, right? To accomplish maybe what that BP is. Hmm. Likewise on the BP, it's a little bit more inner work, right? It's like you have to shift your values, your beliefs, and your rules behind it, which is <laughs> it, it's it's not easy, but um you know, just uh, it, it, it requires a little bit more personal development and more work on that. Uh, but, you know, you could shift it in terms of, okay, like, this is what my life conditions are, you know. Uh, for an example, it would be like, you know, people that have endured an accident and now they're uh, bound to a wheelchair for life, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, you know, this is my life currently. Like, how can I change my blueprint now? Right, because essentially I can't change my life conditions. I'm 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 stuck to this chair, um, with the current modern technology that we have in terms of medicine and whatnot. Um, it's not really going to change um, in the forthcoming future. Uh, but we could shift our blueprint. It's like okay, like what are things that I wanted in life right now, and what are things that I could grab? You know, what are things that that are tangible that I could uh, change my standard on? 
and change uh, to gain more fulfillment and make my life equal my life conditions, mm -hmm. right? So just taking that simple formula, it's a simple formula, but it's always hard to implement stuff like that, right? Because <laughs> it's, it's a lot of inner work and it's a lot of outer work that we got to do. But uh, essentially that was a formula that has helped me uh, with the fulfillment, right? So it's like, am I going towards this blueprint that I was socially conditioned towards or that I made up? Or is it something that I'm consciously choosing? Like this is, this is what I'm going after and this is the blueprint that I'm after. And how am I becoming that person to reach that, right? So it's more aligned. It's not something that's been taught to me that I have to, um, have to implement, but it's just coming from, from me, right? I get to design my life. Yeah. Yeah. How would you, uh, cause I feel like for a lot of people, that's going to be difficult to be like, is this the blueprint that I was given or is this the blueprint that I actually do want? Right. And you may have heard a lot of people struggle with that before too. So for you, how, if anyone's ever on that boat, what would you recommend for them? How do they identify if it's their blueprint or something handed to them? Right. So, you know, I, I write everything down. It's like, what do I want? Why do I want it? And how does this align with maybe the values that I'm truly after? Right? So it's the values that, that really dictate the true north. Right? And then the beliefs come in to back it up. And then the rules are the thing that back up your, your belief. Right? So um, it, take, it, ta it takes work. Right? But like, for instance, as an example, uh, my top values are health and vitality as number one. I put that as a number one priority. Because if I do not have that health and vitality, I cannot do anything else in life at the highest level. The second value that I value most is love and joy, right? So I just want to just, just be joyous in terms of any circumstance that I'm in. I have the decision to love people and, and, um, and uh, be joyful. It's my decision. I have control over that. And then it's, let's make intelligent decisions, right? That's the third one, right? Before I used to be very emotional and making rash decisions, but now, okay, let's sit down, let's get centered and let's make a, a, a real decision off of this. And some of the uh, beliefs that I have in terms of vitality is like, yeah, uh, my, my belief is um, in order to be uh, serve at the highest level, be my happiest, yes, I have to be in, in a, physical peak condition. I have to eat well. I have to uh, train the mind, right, in terms of just reading, uh, constantly just learning things. And uh, the belief would be, or like the rules that I would give myself is like, anytime I eat something healthy, anytime I, or I make a, or I make a better decision in terms of what I'm going to eat, or if I go out for a walk, or if I go out for a jog, or if I walk my dog outside, you know, it's like you give yourself easier rules so that the belief could be um, strengthened through that. And then it, it aligns with your values. Mm. Got it. So when you say rules, and this may answer, uh, we got a few comments from Bayview here. Uh, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in. It, well, the first question was, what do you choose or, or how do you choose that blueprint? 
So the blueprint, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't answer the question before. I was like, I'm so busy into the, the other stuff. But the blueprint, it's the like I, I touched upon it before. It's like, what do you really want? You know, what do you want in your life? Right? What do you want in your um from a personal point of view, you can be selfish about it because you know you do things not for the greater good, but you do stuff for personal reasons as well. Like, dude, I want the house, I want the cars, I, you know, I want I want certain toys and certain things. But um, to really see, um, I always call it the personal, the communal, and then God mode, right? So the God view, and it's like, how do I create a blueprint that aligns with my personal? Uh, how do I do it so that it helps the community or the loved ones around me? And then the greater good, right? God, God view is like, how does this impact the greater good? And for that blueprint, it's what do I want? So what do I want is, you know, I'll, I'll list out, I want to go traveling, right? And I want to, uh, ex the way that it's going to, uh, help other people is like they could come along with me. You know, I'll be happy to um, uh, to share that experience with them. And while we're traveling, let's make a um, let's make a contribution while we're there, right? So it's like uh, so that that could be like a certain thing uh, that you're after. You'll give reasons why you want it, and then the blueprint. You know, it it, it could shift in terms of what really makes you happy. Right? So it's asking questions of like, where am I most happiest? You know, where, what do I envision? You know, it's a, a lot of the blueprint is like I, I was saying, it's socially conditioned. And to really question it too is, is another thing, right? Is it really true? And it could just be a belief or something that your parents told you like that this is, you know, this is the way to get freedom is like become a doctor, lawyer, or, you know, any type of professional thing. And when, when you stray away from it, it's like their blue, that was their blueprint imprinted onto you. But now it's like, no, like my blueprint is different because I, I'm, I'm after something else. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's certain things in there that might be just uh, taught to us or implemented by our parents. Um, but it's essentially where do you live your best life, right? When are you most happiest? What brings you the most joy? Hmm. I love that. That's that's interesting. That three different aspects of the the self, the uh, community, and then the God view. You said, yeah. That's uh, I haven't heard it put that way before. Um, because I was going to ask, like, the, you know, the, what the question, what do you want? I think a lot of people naturally go to, like, I want a big mansion, you know, or I want, a, I want a really nice sports car that I won't want to drive because I don't want to screw it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, so I was wondering, you know, for the people who are in that mode, and nothing wrong with that, right? But uh, I think we've heard over and over and over again, like, some people want that, but it's not really what they want, want. It's what they think they should want. Right. And so when you're asking yourself the question, what do you want? How do you weed out the things that are just kind of like, maybe I want this just for a, um, you know, just because somebody else has it. And I think it's kind of cool, you know, even though I don't really care for it. Like, do you weed that out at all? Or do you just kind of consider like, Hey, all of this is valid. 
what I'll do is I'll, I'll consider it as valid. You know, do I want to experience that? Sure. Uh, but is that the main goal? Right. So it's like, okay, they got a cool sports car. Let me, you know, let me get a test drive in it. Right. <laughs> but do I want it? Like, no, it's just really cool to have. Um, or like, you know, just cool to experience. Uh, but is that the end goal? Right. Is, are you looking for an experience or are you looking that uh, looking at that particular thing as a, as like the end goal? Mm. And if, if you're working so hard for something that uh, like a story of, um, of where I got my lesson was, so this is when I had my toys. Right. And as soon as like, this was my biggest expense, um, that, that I splurge on in the beginning. It was um, uh, a white M3, right? And this is when I was like 24 years old, right? And this is like a $90,000 sports car. And a week after I got it, I was parking it in New York City and the parking attendants crashed it. <laughs> so, and like, they didn't just, they didn't just like, you know, leave a scratch on it. Like they, they some way, shape or form, it was like four, it was a four car accident within this parking garage, you know, like the, the parking attendant, I think he was trying to hit, uh, he thought he had it in drive and he just had it in reverse and just slammed into all these cars. And my car was at the end of it. So it got squished. Right. And for me, I was like, you know, if you have nice things and some people F it up, um, it's your own stress. Right? <laughs> and it, it prevented me. So it, it also gave me like a limiting belief of like, you can't have nice things, right? That that's another like belief that came out of it. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's just that in terms of like, what can you control? Right? Uh, there's so many things that we can't control that we think we have control on. Right? Our businesses uh, could have gone could have thrived through COVID. Right, some of our businesses completely shut down because of COVID. Right, it's what we have a control of. Right, what decision can I make to make this better? Right, and even in my uh, family business, I was like, I'm exiting the family business. Right, because I I see uh, myself helping more with coaching and branding versus um, what, what I was doing previously in the family business. So it's like, sometimes you have to release it. And dude, my parents gave me flack for it. <laughs> they still give me flack, right? They're like, what, do, what are you doing? You know, it's a legacy. But for me, I'm just like, there's a greater mission. There's a greater purpose, right? There's another blueprint that, that, that I'm after. Hmm. Yeah, and so I'm kind of going back and forth here with my own mic just because my uh, I want to make sure that I don't echo over here on the, my own end. But yeah, dude, that's there's so much to pick at, and I want to I want to make sure I pick at it in a way where it stays concise with our conversation that we've been having, especially around uh, how to find more fulfillment and joy at uh, at work. You know what I mean? Um, so. Sorry, I, I'm hearing an echo on my own end. Are you hearing that as well, or is it all right for you? Okay, cool. So, yeah, um, talk to me about, or talk to us, I should say, about, like, just for the people who, because I feel like not everyone realizes that joy and fulfillment is what's missing. You know, like, if you would have said that to me maybe 
even last year, let's <laughs> just say, I probably would have been like, no, it's not missing. I just, whatever, right? Like I wouldn't have known that that was the solution I needed. Hmm. So what are these people currently going through? How would they identify like, hey, joy and fulfillment is what I'm missing. That's what I, that's what I need right now. Like, you know, there's certain aspects of the, of the work that you do that you love. Otherwise, you won't be doing it, right? We, we can go after the title. We could go after the money. But there's something that we truly enjoy about it. Um, it just might have been crappy experiences uh, that are, are, we're focusing on that's preventing us from seeing that uh, what, what we love in the business. Right, so it might be that manager. It might be the um, the owner of the business not aligning, right? But a lot of the times, it's not you that's uh, causing that. You know, it's their their own beliefs and their own values that they're um, that they're outwardly expressing, right? And where I've seen shifts is like, how do you add more value, right? to help that person, right? And coming from, like, it's, it's very easy to be, uh, especially as an employee, you know, to be ego, right? To be centered as, as yourself, right? Because it's like, uh, unfortunately, there's, there's a lot of um, experiences and a lot of stories of like, uh, if you be too vulnerable, they'll take advantage of it. Right, but it's to actually come from a place of giving, right? And where fulfillment comes in is when you grow and you contribute. That's when we feel the most alive, right? And couple that with joy, boom, like that's the magic formula. And joy comes through gratitude. Joy comes when you're able to uh, distinctly see what you love, uh, what you're doing. And the best way to do it is write it down, right? Write down what you love. And this will even help you. It's like, even if the company that you're in or the business that you're, that you're in, uh, there might be toxic people, right? And sometimes it's okay to leave that business, right? Or leave that company. But at least you have a list of stuff that makes you happy. Stuff that you're, you know, uh, guided towards, right? And you could always sh shift that into another niche. You could always shift that into another company. And by doing that, it's like, okay, what do I really love about this? And how can I give more, right? And this is how you get, you know, um, promotions. You add more value, right? It, it's the essential thing of adding more value. But a lot of it, a lot of people, they feel like, okay, it's not in my pay grade. So I'll only give so much. Right? And uh, we're, we're coming in to get more fulfillment. It's that, you know, just it, it's as simple as making a list of what makes you really happy of what you do within that company. Mm -hmm. And then trying to find ways to contribute in ways that light you up. Is it complimenting someone is it um you know just surprising them with uh with a gift right and it just like it's spontaneous but the thing is it's 
it, it lights you up personally. Mm -hmm. So what are the small things that you could be thankful for that you could contribute in a way? Uh, maybe it's adding value within a meeting, right? It's like, can I be honest with you? Like the meeting sucks. <laughs> it's the better way to go about this. And I think it, it'll be uh, less painful uh, for us to go maybe about this structure. You know, you could work, you might have to word it in a different way, but um, just to uh, voice it. You know, it gives you a certain release. It gives you a relief to just at least speak your mind. Hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm absorbing a lot of this stuff in. So <laughs> if you notice me, if you're watching this at all, like on, on the recording or uh, live, I'm over here like, man, this is some good wisdom here. There, for, you, you kind of mentioned this in the, uh, for the people who are in companies, right? What about the people who are kind of entrepreneurs, you know, they're doing their own thing, whether even the employers or the CEOs themselves, or maybe they're freelancers, you know, like artists who are freelancing the work and contracting and whatnot. Does the same thing still apply, would you say? It would apply in terms of, yeah, um, you know, but, from an entrepreneur or a business owner, it's top down, mm. right? So it's like, how do I implement better value uh, for my employees, right? Um, you know, where where we kind of get stuck as a, as an employee or as an entrepreneur, it's like, damn, I'm giving so much away, and these guys are just taking advantage, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and if you, you know, it doesn't have to be monetary. Right. Uh, the reason why even in the family business, we had employees for 15 years stick with us is because they felt appreciated. They felt like we gave them compliments in terms of like, you did a really great job today. Right. And it's just adding value and just building up morale and building up the culture in terms of they trust you, they know you, they love you. And for a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, I, would, I would say a lot of entrepreneurs are, are more like artists, right? We, we all came into this to... Uh, because we love the service or we love the product and um, we're, we're like givers of it you know we, we love this product we, we, we want to do it and um, you know it's that I, I would say I'm kind of losing train of thought here <laughs> but, um, you know it's we, we have a giving heart essentially is, is what is if we're uh, more of an artist instead of an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. The entrepreneur is very uh, numbers, very uh, black or white. Uh, but the reason why a lot, of, a lot of entrepreneurs started the journey was we were creators in the beginning, from the get-go, right? We love the service. We love the, we loved, um, where we love the product that wants to help other people or make other lives better, right? And it's just adding... Um, you know, it's adding value. It's seeing, just making the, the same list that, that you, you made previously, either as an entrepreneur or as an employee. It's like, what really lights you up? And why do you do it? Mm. And now creating a blueprint that kind of matches along with that. Mm. Yeah. And I can, I can testify to that. And I know already there's going to be a lot of listeners, a lot of people out there who are like 
resistant to even doing that because it almost seems too simple and you're naturally going to want to overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> That's just my word to you. Don't overcomplicate it. Write the shit down, reflect on it. That's as simple as that. It's not easy, but it's simple. Right. Um, and is that something you, you ever come across as well? People kind of like trying to probe for more because it, it almost seems like it's too, uh, too simple to make a difference. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, um, it, it goes, it goes both ways. It's like, you know, you, you always have to find a, a fine line in terms of like, all right, am I giving too much or, or are they taking advantage of me? Like it's our, it's our own belief. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, it's, you, you do what you do and it's up to the other person who receives it, you know, whether to take advantage of it or whether to, <laughs> you <get my> <laughs> um, it, it's either you take advantage of it or you, um, <laughs> oh, my, my wife, oh, you, you're good. <laughs> you like saying, <laughs> uh, that's such a high pitched voice for uh, for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you know, it, it, you can't control what the other person does, uh -huh. but you can you can control how much you give. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how much you want to share. Yeah, I see. Yeah, and that's. Do Do you sometimes, and this is more so personally for me, do you sometimes feel like you uh, try to overgive, for or for whatever reason? Like maybe it's not enough value yet, or I want to bombard you because there's so much gold here. Like, <laughs> do you ever find yourself doing that? Uh, the way that I've learned is like, you know, just give, right? Mm -hmm. Just give, and just don't expect anything in return. You know, and if you come from that point of view, you you know, you you want to share it, and it's up to the listener if they want to take it in or not, or if they want to implement what you're saying, and you know, implement what, what you've done. But, um, you know, just come from a place of giving because mm -hmm. it makes, you know, the, the whole entire uh, experience better for, for everyone that at least attends it and uh, tries to implement it. Got it. Cool. And with the bit of time we have left here, I wanted to actually ask you because you, because uh, I, I think this was a big part of this conversation and might help a lot of people. You brought up the life condition uh, with the blueprint is, you know, what's your, uh, what is your personal like blueprint and how are your life conditions aligned to it? Do you mind sharing that with us? So the blueprint that I've changed, um, you know, I'm still, there's goals, right? Mm -hmm. But for my blueprint is to, I made it very simple. Be happy be a good man, <laughs> you know, be, be an outstanding father, you know, something that's tangible that I could control. Right. And that my life conditions, who do I have to become in order to match that blueprint? Right. There are some times where I'm working super hard and working long hours and I don't get to have that time with my wife and my daughter. And so that, that's when sometimes I get frustrated because I was like, no, this is what it should be. Right. <laughs> and, um, but you know, there's, okay, let me schedule it out so that we, we can match that blueprint. You know, my life, my life condition could match that blueprint. And, um, you know, there are certain um, standards that I have, right? That you have to, that you have to step up into to match that blueprint. 
Um, so I, I leave it very simple in terms of um, being an outstanding coach and teacher, um, you know, being an outstanding father and uh, father and husband, um, and impact as as many lives as I can. Mm. I see, and and that's that's like you mentioned, that's all in your control, and I think that's the beauty of that, right? It's not like um, I don't know some results that like you have half control over and half the control is completely out of your hands. <laughs> and that that's amazing. Yeah. And you consistently get to, it sounds like you get to choose that. Absolutely. Right? Like, awesome. And then the last, uh, let's see the second to last question here. And I always like asking if you've listened in before, I was like asking really obnoxious questions just to see what hypothetically the world could be like. Um, so because this conversation was around joy and fulfillment a little bit, and um, I think the world has kind of sacrificed that for the sake of money, for the sake of success, right? This, I, I don't know, I just thought this question was appropriate. But hypothetically, let's just say if instead we live in a world of, because um, right now basically we live in a world where the universal exchange is money, right? Like you want something from someone, you pay them for it. And that's, that's that. What would, what do you think the world would be like if the universal exchange instead of being money was like joy, like I gave to you because I found joy in it, you know, and the, the, like the reward that I got back, the value I got back was joy. What would that be like? Do you think? And it'll be. Like there's two ways to, to go about this, right? It might create even more chaos, right? <laughs> in terms of like, wait, I was super joyful. And if this is like, you know, the scarcity and like the uh, comparison mind, right? Like I was super joyful and yet he got, he got, you know, he got a little bit more rewards than I did previously. Um, it could go that way or, you know, there's where, where I've always experienced joy when traveling. It's always, these people are peaceful. They're, they're, you know, they, they're happy with what they have and they're happy with uh, rituals that they carry out. Um, you know, the biggest, the most beautiful place that I've been into where, where I've seen this is Bali, right? Where they just like, these people are just happy. <laughs> they're like, cause they're not after these things, right? It's like, they're, they're happy to connect when they see other people or they see new people. Right. And they want to welcome them like it's their own home. And it was weird. Like even our taxi driver brought us to his home. And I was like, you wouldn't experience that in the US where um, you would think that they would be kidnapping you. Right. But the guy's like, let me take you to my house and I want to show you and I want to give you like food and drinks. And we're like, well, okay. Like, <laughs> but that like that's where joy came from. He was he was super happy and we were. Um, we were in disbelief because we we're like, wow, like they, they really care and they, they really love on others. So um, the less complicated, the more still we are, uh, the more at peace we are uh, without the outside noise. Um, yeah, definitely, man. It, it could definitely change, especially where we're so um, capitalistic and entrepreneurship on, on, on certain things. It's a good reset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, 
that's an amazing share you have with the taxi driver in Bali. That's incredible, man. Holy shit. I would love that experience at some point. Uh, if you've ever had an experience like that and you're listening in, share that too, because that's a really fucking cool experience, dude. Um, you know, I, I want to add to that. I feel like uh, the the what comes up to my head first at first is like the tribal days back when everyone was just tribes. And it wasn't you know, like universal exchanges were, I guess, if anything, like I'll give you a cow for your daughter or something, right? Like some, some, some right. stuff like that. But for the most part, it was kind of just, you know, we're in the same tribes, but everyone's just got their own duty and we give to each other because we love each other, mm. you know, right? Like it was never any, you got to pay me this or else you're not going to eat tonight. Like mm. it was never that. And I always get curious as to what the world would be like if that's still the way we operated. Mm. Because I believe, uh, and and I'm not sure how familiar you are with this, but um, based on the studies I've done, capitalism essentially, or the idea of it was basically birthed when humans just realized that they could, um, instead of traveling where the uh, buffaloes and where the, the animals go, they could just kind of settle down and own land and grow food. Uh, and that's when people started, and then they realized the more land I owned, the more power I have. And that's when kingdoms and all of that is created. And that, and you know, that's where, you know, like in a, essentially jobs were created, right? Because if you were someone who didn't have a lot of land and you didn't have a lot of power, you had to do something to get the universe, I guess, the exchange and rewards back and whatnot. So, I uh, to wrap that all around here, it's like I, I wonder, just. I mean, like, if we were all, I guess the way I see it is almost like if we were all living like a family again, like a tribe again, you know, and the beauty of that is I feel like everyone has their part to play and everyone plays their part, mm. you know, because uh, I'm sure, and obviously I wasn't there. I don't think any of us were there, but in the tribal days, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, hey, I'm a hunter, so I go hunting. It wasn't like, oh, I don't feel like being a hunter, so I'm going to be this instead, right? <laughs> and and the, the downfall of that, of course, is there's no choice. Hmm. But the upside of that is that, uh, you know, like it's just, again, everyone naturally played the part for the better of each other, right? For the survival of each other. And another thing I see that's beautiful in that is nowadays I feel like we live in a world where if you don't, it's kind of everyone is like independent. You, yours is yours and mine is mine. And essentially like uh, in some level of a breakdown, that's kind of what the capitalist system is, right? Like uh, ind independent property in some way, shape or form. Um, and so, uh, and the downfall of that, I feel like, and the reason why I feel like sometimes that's so unsatisfying is because it's very, again, individualistic. You know, so I wonder if uh, instead of being that way, would we actually be more abundant, not having to worry about making a living for ourselves, but by knowing that like us providing for others, 50 million other people are going to provide for us because that's just how the tribe works. You know, like that's what I wonder. I feel like in the capitalist world, and this is not to knock on capitalism because I think it's done amazing things. So it's not to knock on it at all. But I, I wonder, you know, um, like, yeah, now it's like, you know, Thomas, you get the rewards that you put in, you know, like from the work that you put in. And that's that. Whereas maybe if we still live like the tribes, maybe we still lived in a world where everyone was giving like a family based out of a, 
you know, like you bring me joy and I love you. So I give you this, you know, it's like Thomas wouldn't have to be providing for like, not only Thomas would be providing for Thomas, you know, cause that's only one person providing for one person. You would have, again, this community of people providing for this one person always at the same time. And it, it, it's obviously unrealistic now with how we've gone, but it's always a fun fan, uh, fantasy to think about. And I thought I would propose a question to you because I know that uh, joy and fulfillment is big to you. And in a lot of ways, I imagine that it's uh, more important to you now than money in general is. So, Yeah. Um, there was a lot in that. <laughs> you know? I think a lot about that shit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah. How did we survive before? You know, it was cause of that, you know, but, uh, there's certain aspects where we needed different things, right. That maybe we started desiring different things that, that started shifting that. Right. So, um, they always call it like, you know, the utopian or like the, the woo society. Right. Mm. But um you know we we it's such a hard context to put it into especially nowadays right and that that's like that's what we crave though uh you know when we go into social media that when we want connection right it is that it is that we want to add value or we want to connect with other people right it's just that this money thing kind of just or status thing kind of we made it up in terms of like this is how we value what you do and how you do it right instead of just thinking of you know what's the betterment for the tribe mm. yeah yeah thanks for sharing that piece dude uh thanks for engaging in that that very obnoxious question with me <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah. And then uh, the last question here I have for you is actually, I like this is the second to last question. The second to last question I have here for you is what kind of impact do you want to make in the world? You know, the impact that I want to make in the world is, you know, just that the future generations that of the people that I impact, um, you know, will have a lasting um you know, where generations could kind of crack maybe uh, some poverty or some trauma that they might have had, where they don't pass that on to the next generation, where they kind of have awakening opening uh, so that the next generations and so on uh, could not be held back or imprisoned by uh, some of our previous learnings. Mm. Right? Uh, but, uh, you know, it's... Being an example, you know, doing doing what you say, um, come from the heart, and you know, God takes it from there. So, yeah, awesome, awesome. And the the honesty, God. Last question here is: How can people get in touch with you, man? Uh, they could get in touch with me through uh, Facebook. Uh, you know, it's uh, Tom um, Coach Thomas J Lee. Uh, Instagram handle is uh, at Thomas J Lee Coach. Doc, uh, at Thomas J Lee Coach, uh, you can find me on Clubhouse, right? <laughs> at Thomas J Lee. Um, 
And yeah, th those would be some of the handles. Um, you could always find me at my website as well, thomasjlee.com. Um, and I think uh, we, we also have a uh, have an ebook or we have a little workbook for, for our listeners here that, that will provide additional information about what we spoke about today about the life conditions and blueprint. So uh, yeah. we'll have that link here as well. Yeah. And if you're listening in and you want to connect with Thomas, uh, don't worry about, I mean, you can, if you want to rewind and get all of that, but I'm also going to be dropping his contact information down in the description and all over the place. So you can get that the ebook. I also have the link for it. I'll make sure to add that as well, but please be sure to connect with Thomas. This guy has so much value to offer. I mean, uh, just simply seeing him on my timeline, I think brightens, you know, the, the energy, of my own news, like news feed a little bit, like just that much more. So be sure to connect with Thomas, be sure to reach out, especially if you're in the real estate area. I have absolutely zero doubt that this man can support you in all the cool things you're up to and not just success, but in being able to find joy and fulfillment inside success. So yeah. Um, Thanks a lot for tuning in. Really, thank you so much. This is the first podcast of the year, and it was such an honor to have uh, Thomas here with myself, and it was such, such an honor to have you join in, and um, just kind of the comments that came in, the love, the likes that came in, the viewers. Thank you so much for being here. Um, a few things I want to give out there just for myself, and this is, you know, I'm doing this practice in 2021 where I show up and I be, be coach every single day. Right. It's, it's if you're a runner, you show up every day and you run. If you're uh, like when I was a dancer, I showed up every day and I practiced dancing. And I was realizing that in 2020, I wasn't doing that as much. I was focusing more on the business side of things. So for 2021, I have a promise and a practice to coach uh, at least one free coaching session every single weekday. So that's 261 sessions. If you would like to take me up on that, if you need some support and you'd like to offer me uh, some support by allowing me to um, you know, continue that practice, please reach out. We'd love to support you in whatever way possible. And uh, let's connect and let's link up. And then again, can't say this enough, but please, please, please do link up with Thomas as well. Such a great guy. Um, thanks for tuning in. I hope that you're leaving having grown at least 1% because again, 1% at a time is how we become the best version of ourselves. Stay well, be safe, happy new year, and remember to love living life.